Whether it's horror, romance, comedy, or action, you probably love movies in some form or another. The thing is, movies are incredibly interesting in terms of what goes into the plot, some of the choices that the actors make, as well as just some of the thematic devices used throughout the course of the entire movie. So let's talk about it. Hi, I'm Maggie, and you're listening to Getting Geeky. The Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny is a musical comedy starring Jack Black and Kyle Gass and directed by Liam Lynch. The movie has a 52% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. The movie has a runtime of 1 hour and 34 minutes. The main character, JB, or Jables, who is played by Jack Black, runs away from home at a young age after his dad punishes him for wanting to play rock music. He prays to Dio, who sends him to Hollywood, and he runs away from home and takes a bus, eventually ending up in the correct Hollywood in his adulthood. When he finally gets off of that last bus, he meets KG, played by Kyle Gass, who doesn't want him around, but eventually takes him in. Together, they go through the ups and downs of down-on-their-luck musicians, uncovering lost secrets and plotting to become rock gods with the powers of the devil. JB's family is an incredibly religious family, praying at the dinner table doing the sign of the cross before prayers and while he is singing his rock music. Hearing Jack Black's voice come out of a child's mouth was a great decision. It was trippy and really funny. And then hearing him as a child only when his dad is beating him up really drove home the point of the fact that he's just a child who wants to play music. His dad rips up all of the posters in his room except for the one behind his door that he couldn't see, which was of Dio. And then he prays to him almost like the way that you would pray to God. And then Dio sends him on this mission to go to Hollywood to try and find somebody who would team up with him to help him become a musician. So he grabs his Monster Mash guitar, jumps out his window, and runs away from home. After missing which Hollywood he goes to, he eventually ends up in California in his adulthood where he meets KG, or Kyle Gass, who was another street musician who was just playing on the by the beach when he was getting off the bus and he wants him to give him lessons he won't give him lessons and he tries KG tries to make him leave but he won't finally he plays Johann Sebastian Bach in an effort to get JB to go away and JB just sings with him and wants to make a band and KG just says no and he finally walks away and gives up at least for then he doesn't have anywhere to go so he's sleeping on a park bench and is assaulted by muggers wearing creepy Halloween masks and faking accents that I think are supposed to be really bad English, but it's hard to tell because they're just that bad. They run away after beating him up. KG sees the guitar pick that he threw away in JB's hand and takes credit for the guys running away and then just brings him back to his apartment saying that JB can make it up to him later. Making it up to him was literally just JB cleaning his apartment and trying to train to learn how to play music because KG is faking his entire personality 
and says that he has met the guys from Sabbath, that he's actually met Dio, and that obviously he's an expert in the field. And JB just believes him and thinks that he's gonna learn rock music from him. And that's not even the truth at all. He even runs him through a simulation, which is mannequins with paper plate faces. And the pizza guy, who's named Lee, just to simulate him being up on a stage playing rock music in front of a crowd and then JB ultimately seeing his dad's face when he keeps messing up and remembering his childhood of his dad telling him that he's doing everything wrong that he's not going to make it and just him falling apart over it now this is where we find out that JB isn't the only one who's been having issues with his family KG's mom has been paying for his $200 a month rent because he is failing as a musician. And we are finding this out at the same time that JB finds this out because she leaves a voicemail on his answering machine and it plays into the room right after JB has his panic attack and breaks his guitar. KG spent that last rent check to buy him a new guitar. Because JB finds out that he has been lied to this entire time, he sort of takes on this leadership role and becomes determined to play a show and to play it successfully so that they can rent their apartment, so that they can pay their rent check. So they go and play this show at this club. KG is singing backup, JB is singing lead. And they're not all that bad. Actually, they're not. I, I think that they're good. I might be biased, but I think that they're good. But, so they play this show, they find out that there's going to be a competition the next week that has a cash prize that they can use to pay their rent. So they go home, they try to write a song, and then they start getting into the secrets of rock and roll, which is when they uncover the fact that a variety of musicians are all using the same guitar pick. They go to a guitar store to try and find that pick, which is when a cameo of Ben Stiller drags them into a broom closet and tells them about the sordid history of the Pick of Destiny, which is the Devil's Chipped Tooth, which he found out about from a whole story that he had to quit his job in New Jersey, move across the world, translate this whole thing from Latin over six years to find out this guy had gotten in a fight with the devil and chipped his tooth and sent him back to hell using this very specific incantation. But because of the demonic powers of this pick, it's been passed down or lost by musicians and picked up by somebody else and it makes them into the greatest rocker of all time. Basically. Starting with the original owner who was using it to win a girl's heart. The pick, last they heard, was in the Rock and Roll History Museum in Sacramento. So obviously, what else did these guys do than plan to steal this guitar pick? Now in order to get to this Rock and Roll History Museum, they have to borrow Lee the Pizza Guy's car, who had watched them perform a couple of times at this point, and use it to drive them down to Sacramento so that they can steal this pick under the cover of darkness. During the first leg of their journey, 
JB has this dream where they finally get the pick and it makes them incredibly successful to the point where they are literally blowing minds. And he only wakes up when they get to a diner where they can take a break, kind of solidify their plan a little bit, but then KG gets distracted by sorority girls who are trying to get his attention from across the restaurant. KG ends up ditching JB for these sorority girls after JB meets a stranger in the diner who gives him a plan for how he can get into the museum because he seems to know exactly what they're looking for. There are no answers as to who the stranger was. Um, I looked everywhere. His character is literally just the stranger. He lost his leg trying to find the pick in the first place. There are theories floating around on Reddit about whether or not he was the guy from the original story that they were told in the broom closet and that the pick was originally his and he is now immortal and trying to get it back. But there's no definitive answer as to whether or not that's actually who he was. But anyways, he does give them this plan to get into the museum. But because KG has ditched JB with the car, JB now has to walk another however many miles to get to this museum where he sits down on his way there, eats some plants on the side of the road, ends up having all of these hallucinations, but does end up making it to the museum. He does make it to the museum and manages to not get caught despite the fact that he is dramatically avoiding cameras and failing spectacularly. But the security guys aren't exactly paying attention, like at all. Uh, so he, he sneaks in through the vent plan that the stranger gave him, and KG, who ended up at this frat party and then was embarrassed horribly, comes back and finds him, and they fall through the vents. Security hears them, but through a miracle and possibly a haze of drugs, does not see them. So they're like, still sneaking around, they have to get past lasers, and they do get the pick. But then JB falls, and they almost get caught, which forces them to run away from the museum. The cops get called, but the stranger comes back. The cops arrest him instead because he can't get away because he only has one leg and just hobbles everywhere. So they get away for now until they get stuck in a car chase on the way home that kind of made me think of the Blues Brothers. And, and it was all over a broken brake light. Because Lee's car does have a phone in it, he sees it all over the news and calls JB and KG. And they're just, they tell him it's just part of the movie. And then they get, the car is severely damaged by the end of it. They escape through the sewers and then make it to the show that they were going to play for the rent money. The bouncer lets them in, but they end up fighting over who gets to use this satanic pick. And it ends up breaking in half. And then the door guy has to give them a pep talk about how Satan is in everyone. And that you don't need some magical pick to do it for you. But plot twist. 
guess who's the devil? So they leave the pick on the ground and start to go inside, decide the better of it, go back outside and just say that they can both use one half of the pick. But they see the bouncer healing himself with the pick, so now they have to die. Right? Obviously, that's how this works. So they challenge him to a rock-off. They have to like set terms like where if we win, we live, and you also have to pay our rent. If they lose, KG has to go back with the devil. And then they have this entire mildly cringy rock battle that I actually loved. Beelzebus was probably my favorite song in the entire movie. They do have a clean version of it somewhere, too, just because of the language that was in it. But they do end up losing, so when the devil shoots lightning at KG to try and, like, capture him, it reflects off of JB's guitar because he jumps in front of him and it breaks his horn and they use the incantation that the guitar salesman told them in the closet and they send him back downstairs and end up being fine in playing the show and being really successful because of the use that they got out of this devil's broken horn. There seems to be this negative association with rock and roll music, especially in a religious setting, and how it can be seen as satanic or as a bad influence to kids, especially with the phrase sex, drugs, rock and roll, and how that is very much present throughout this entire movie, especially since this guitar pick is literally the product of the devil. But it could be argued since they're beating out the devil that it technically doesn't count. Now, this would have raised red flags with JB's parents in the beginning and probably contributed to why they punished him for listening to rock and roll music just because of its associations to Satan and to the devil. Now, them outplaying the devil at the end and ending up actually defeating the devil was a little bit ironic in that sense because... They're technically not working with the devil, they're working against him using his own power. The religious implications of that are really interesting, in my opinion. Just because, like, if you're expecting something to be satanic, you're expecting it to work with the devil and he's in an alliance with you, whereas instead they are just trapping him in using his powers so that he can't hurt anyone else and the rest of humanity reaps the benefits of this music, which is just, it's really interesting. By the end of the movie, they realize that they don't really need magic, they just need each other. And they always end up coming back to each other no matter what the circumstances are in the end. And they also just need confidence, which kind of came from that rock and roll slide, which was one of KG's first lessons to JB. Fun fact. You might have heard me point out earlier that Ben Stiller makes a cameo as the guitar salesman when KG and JB are looking for information about the pick of destiny. But he isn't the only celebrity cameo that you might have recognized. 
Amy Adams and Amy Poehler both make appearances throughout the movie. Amy Adams appears in the audience when JB is having his dream about getting the pick of destiny and blowing minds in the club. And Amy Poehler is the waitress that takes their order at the diner on the way to the museum. Would I recommend this movie? Yes. As long as you like music and aren't easily offended, this is a great movie and it did not deserve to do so horribly in the box office. It is available on Netflix as well as available to rent on YouTube. Want to get involved? If you want to help me pick what could be next week's movie, go ahead and fill out the Google form that's linked in the bio of both my Instagram at getting underscore geeky and my Twitter at getting underscore geek. Listen in the same time next week. See you later.